This is a Rooster Teeth production. Welcome, everybody, to Wrestling with the Week, the podcast equivalent of a legendary wrestler who knows how to forgive and forget. I'm your host, James Willems, joined as always by Scorpio Sky. Ah, James. What a week. Just a soft, just a quiet one. Uh, We're going to get into why I felt like that what a week was maybe not as jovial, as exciting, as bombastic as we've heard in the past. Um, In just a minute, uh, we got a big show for you this week. We're going to be talking about, of course, Double or Nothing, everything that transpired there. We're going to get our reactions. Uh, we have What a Do Baby. We're going to be talking about some of what Sky's been up to since Double or Nothing. Um, we also have an amazing guest this week. It's a uh, fashion and fitness influencer, all around great guy, Leo Chan. A whole new game we're going to prepare at the end of the show. It's going to be a lot of fun. But Sky, let's start off. What's what's going through your head? What's What's happening here? So many things, man. It has been a week. Um, first off, I am clearly on the road still, as people can see. I don't have mm-hmm. my my straight or wrinkled backdrop, which means I am mm-hmm. not in, at home or in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am actually in Texas right now. So, And I will be, once again, heading to the airport the moment we wrap today and, and hopping on a flight to Jacksonville for Dynamite tomorrow. Um, Mm -hmm. rolling right out of double or nothing. It was a hell of a pay-per-view sting and Darby. I, I make no excuses, but, uh, they did what they had to do as I grit my teeth through this and Mm -hmm. they did what they had to do. Some underhanded, some overhanded, but they got the W and that's what counts. Now I, I just so I, you know obviously I watched the match and I couldn't help but notice that there are some points where maybe you were may, were you maybe pulling some punches here or there like because I know you know there's a certain aspect of being confronted with the the presence of someone like Sting or what have you and, and maybe you thought like you know I don't want to I don't want to crack this this old man's jaw or something like that is that something like that enter into your head and you think maybe that you gave him too much leeway in that sense or no we didn't give him too much respect at all I thought uh you know we went right at him like and they came right at us right from the beef before the bell and uh, I thought it was a great performance on Sting's behalf at 61, 62 years old. You know, a lot of people talked about his age, but age is just a number. And you go out and you put on a performance like that, you can't take anything away from the guy. He didn't look good for 62. He looked good. Uh, you know, he looked good for 32, whatever it was. Like he, There are a lot of people that would have gone in that ring that night under those bright lights, under a jam-packed, sold-out crowd and would not have performed as good as he did. And I'm talking guys 22. So age, you know, you, a lot of people have talked about age over the last few days, but you know, you can't take anything away from him. He went out and he did what he had to do and he looked great doing it. Also, like when you consider the team as a whole, you take Darby's age and Sting's age, that's going to average out to about 25. So, you know, if you just think of it that way, then (laughs) 40 years in between the two of them, right? You know, Mm -hmm. like, uh, what is like Darby? What is he? 20, is he 15, 12? Was it 50 years? Something like that. He's he's a teen. He's a teen. I know that. Yeah. (laughs) You got to love father, son, uh, like matches. Like we get to see Austin Gunn (laughs) and, and and Billy Gunn team up. We get Mm -hmm. to see Sting and Darby, uh, Mm -hmm. beautiful things, you know, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. It really is wonderful. Well, you know, I'm just I, I I'm I'm curious if you and and Ethan have a plan for what's next. Obviously, you guys are going to continue making a splash in AEW. It looks like you have based off your reaction I'm and you twiddling your fingers like that. I'm going to say you do have a plan. I don't know how much you want to get into it, but I just I'm just excited. We always have a plan mm-hmm. and it all starts Tomorrow night on Dynamite, Friday night Dynamite. I'm excited about it. We right, always I, have a plan. I'm excited too, and I just want to say whether or not you're taking the W or the L, you look good doing it, Sky. You look great. You look jacked. Something Listen. I always look for every single time you perform. I go, "How's he looking? Look jacked. Felt good." Yep. So. Listen, listen. Mm-hmm. Both Ethan and I took L's. 
mm-hmm. at the pay-per-view. There's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. But what happens when you put two L's together, baby? Oh, my God. You get a W. The W is coming. Last yeah. night took an L, but tonight I bounced back. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. going to be good, man. And, did you and, hear our new music? Yeah, I did hear you. It's great. It's great. Shout out to John Connor of G-Unit to uh, do that song. And also, uh, uh, Mikey Ruckus did a great job. The song is Men of the Year. Based mm-hmm. off the men of the year, Ethan Page, mm-hmm. Scorpio Sky. I will say this, tooting my own horn a little bit. There have been a lot of doubters on Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky, the men of the year, M-O-T-Y. There have been a lot of doubters. Not smart, but doubters. Uh, I think we turned a lot of people on Sunday. I think we we showed a lot of people that we are real, we are legit, mm-hmm. and we're forced to be reckoned with either in tag team competition or singles competition. And yes, that spray tan if we get into it, that spray tan looked phenomenal. Did I not look ripped on dynamite and on double or nothing? I looked great, right? Look spray great. tan, man. Yeah. No Santan, Pasadena. Thank you. <laughs> you told me about the spray tan and uh, the whole the whole show. I was waiting for you to for you hit the mat and then for there to be like a, a tan oh. angel lying in the middle of the ring. But no, it didn't. It stuck. It stuck. And you look great the whole time. Yeah, yeah, it's it's wearing off a little bit now, so that's why I I, I thought about hitting the bicep pose, but I was like, oh no, wait, it, no, I might be a little too pale. So yeah, uh, <laughs> you have to get nice and oiled up next for my next match, you know, because my tan is fading. I haven't been home. I haven't yeah. been home. So I know yeah. it's okay. It listen, listen, uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna obviously we're gonna see more of the men of the year, and I can't wait. Um, but speaking of the men of the year, I want to talk a little bit more about double or nothing you want to get into a hot tag and kind of get our reactions going let's do it let's do it ladies and gentlemen no it's my turn ladies and gentlemen yeah it's my turn the man of the year eric well what i'm here i don't think so what 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 happened come on it's it's he's man with an ear he's man Man of the year oh oh there's two of them right 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 hey how do you Keep getting theme songs that are so good and so yeah. much better than everyone else. I don't like, I, it, like people were going, oh man, like the new song came out and people were like, oh, but I love his old music. And then they mm-hmm. listened to it again and they went, never mind this rules. So like, what, what's up <laughs> with that? What's up with that? Man, I mean, you know, we would bounce back and forth between uh, my song and uh, Ethan's song. I think we used my song most of the time, mm-hmm. but uh, we needed something that captured our individual uh, personalities, mm-hmm. but the way we mesh together. And that's mm-hmm. what Mikey Ruckus did. He brought uh, together a perfect match. It's got swag. It's got attitude. If you watch our video wall, I had the idea, actually. Um, I said, make it look like you're flipping through a GQ magazine. Yep. So they Ooh. took a bunch of photos of us dressed up all fresh, and they made it look just like that. I loved it. I thought they did a really good job, man. And, and uh, yeah, you haven't heard the last of the men of the year. Mm-hmm. I love it. I'll, I'll, I will I will say that uh, you guys in your fancies, unbeatable. Unbeatable. I'm not going to mm-hmm. fight anyone in my fancies, okay? No, I would never. Way too much for our fancies. Yeah. I might fight you in our comfies, but yeah. not in our fancies. Smart. Smart. <laughs> I'm, I'm learning a lot about wrestling on this show. Guys, we need to get into <laughs> double or nothing. Let's run down a few of the highlights. First of all, uh, the inner circle. Defeated the pinnacle in the stadium stampede main event, which started in the middle of a gigantic empty stadium, worked its way through into Daly's place with a sold out jam packed crowd. I loved it. The pinnacle taking the L that's I don't know how many L's that is, but I don't know if that turns into W's anyway, does the pinnacle bounce back? Can they climb to the top once again after being beaten by the inner circle? Let me tag in here and Mm -hmm. talk a little bit about this. Mm -hmm. Uh, First of all, Stadium Stampede once again delivered. Such a good match. So much fun. Um, I really, really enjoyed the the fighting between um, uh, Sammy Guevara and Sean Spears. Mm -hmm. I mean, there were moments where they were going at it and it looked like an action film. I mean, it was like with all the chairs. First of all, how cool was that shot where they show Sean Spears <laughs> sitting in a room of chairs? Like, so, so cool. And then beyond that, I have to get into this moment because we were talking about it off air, where uh, Santana and Ortiz are in this club. A uh, nice little cameo from Conan. He is uh, the DJ. And then, 
boom, you see FTR and Tully hitting the greatest pose. Like, if this doesn't, like, become uh, some sort of a meme for so many different things, I'm going to be disappointed. Look at Tully's pose. Yeah. Man. He's hitting that. He's ready to go. <laughs> yeah. he's. I mean, like, holy cow, those outfits. Great, great match. So much fun. James, what did you think of it? I just want to tag in real quick to, to agree with you 100%. I thought it was amazing setup and payoff. I know we're talking about wrestling here, but I, I thought I was like somewhere Chekhov is 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 losing his mind because there was so much setup and payoff in this match, whether or not it was the bolt cutters coming into play or any or the the payoff of from the last stadium stampede where people get hit with golf carts like it's just these wild <laughs> setups and payoffs. The the old my I, I had one criticism of the whole event is that Santana and Ortiz fighting in the in the club. OK, they go into an elevator. We never see them come out the bottom. You got to get the fight into the elevator and then the doors need to open at the bottom and they need to come spilling out wherever that other floor is. That was my only critique. Other than that, I loved it. I had a blast. It was a perfect mesh of just like, you know, a classic hardcore match with a bunch of different settings. So it isn't just people throwing trash cans at each other, which, by the way, how is it that? the wrestling world is the only place that still has those aluminum trash cans with like the ridges on the side. I haven't seen one of those in probably 15 years, except for the world of wrestling. Um, but no, I had a blast watching it. Loved, loved the whole thing. So it, it was great. I thought that, uh, it definitely delivered and I loved that it ended in front of the jam packed arena. People were going crazy. That was a fun time. That was a great, great way to end with everybody singing Judas. It was fantastic. Uh, mm -hmm. but moving on, in a 17-minute, absolutely brutal, grueling match, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, captured the AEW Women's World Championship from Hikaru Shida. Are we seeing a new era in the women's division? Uh, you know what? I'll go ahead and tag in on this, Eric. Uh, it's actually champion Dr. Britt Baker, Jeez. DMD. Okay? <laughs> okay, so uh -huh. you got you to gotta make sure you say the whole thing. Right, I, right. I'm not here to gloat. I'm not here to say, listen, Sheeta is an amazing competitor. We know that she had the championship for over a year. They gave her a brand new belt, even if they knew it was probably going to go to Brit. Right. They they so and she had an amazing fight, amazing competition. Wonderful. But I was just always talking about the statistics. You saw how she had to win her way to that position. And those wins don't come without experience. They were all hard fought. And so when she got into the main stage, she did what she had to do. Probably took a little longer than she expected. But now we have a new champion. And I do think it is going to be a new age for the women's division in AAW. Sky. Man, um, Sheeta held the championship for a year, right? Mm -hmm. I think it was about a year. Yep. So uh, it, it, that alone creates a changing of the guard. I imagine after a year-long reign, there's there should be some sort of rematch clause going on and, and Sheeta will get another shot at it. So I think we may be far from finished with this rivalry. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Smart. And, and it's, uh, it was a big match. That was great. They were just beating the hell out of each other. You can see how much that women's title meant to both of them. Uh, but moving on to some more titles, Moxley and Kingston fell just short of trying to capture the tag team titles from the young bucks. My question for you, uh, was that the young bucks best gear? Holy cow. I mean, they've had a lot of really, really good gear, but man, they came out in uh, the off-white uh, mm -hmm. Jordan ones, the blue ones, which are very difficult to get, very expensive, very cool. That gear, it may have been the best gear they've ever had, and the match itself was incredible. First of all, Moxley and, um, and Kingston coming out with shoes, with the Dior Jordan ones, throwing them all around, walking through the crowd. I mean, we can't put enough emphasis on how much like of a difference it is having a crowd. Mm -hmm. So much of a difference. The energy felt different in the crowd. It felt different as a performer. And just with Kingston and Moxley coming through that audience, like there was just so much electricity in that building. Uh, the match delivered. It was great. Young Bucks gear killed. Uh, and, you know, I always say it, man. The Young Bucks come up big in big moments. They are clutch. They are the most clutch tag team I've ever seen. Yep. And we saw that. James, anything to add there? No, I, th I completely agree. I thought it was great. And, you know, it's kind of what we said 
on our show last week, which is it, it's just it's different. You can you have you can have a great competitor like John Moxley, but that doesn't mm-hmm. mean that in a situation, a tag team situation going up against arguably the best tag team in the world, with the exception of the men of the year, I mm-hmm. think that Ooh. it's just it's just it's just going to be a, it's going to be near impossible to take them in that match no matter how angry no matter how upset no matter how much fight you have in you it's just if you don't have the skills it's just not going to come to fruition yeah yep it's uh you're right the young bucks are tough to beat they look like they have a uh, tight grip on those tag titles until i guess men of the year go after them but that's fine that's either here nor there um that that takes something that they want yeah (laughs) That was that was a cool noise. Uh, guys, <laughs> this might be the last one that we get to. Mm-hmm. Our time is running short. Let's get to uh, the world title matchup. Kenny Omega overcame Pac and Orange Cassidy to retain the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. That was an awesome match. What a cool three-way they put together. And Jungle Boy won the Casino Battle Royal and will get his world's title shot this Friday on Friday Night Dynamite. Uh, my question for you is can Jungle Boy overcome the Omega Man and win the championship? Um, well, let me hot tag. Let me hot oh, tag in on what? this guy. Let me hot tag in on this. This is exactly what I said was going to happen, okay? We saw an amazing three-way match, and it's exactly as I described it, where Kenny is an experienced wrestler. He's been in all these situations before. So you got the wrestler who does almost nothing versus the wrestler who go gives it 150% every single time. You're going to find the guy who slides right down the middle to get that victory. Again, just as a fan, amazing setups and payoffs in this match. You got to see everyone do what they do best. But on display more than anything was good physical therapy. Okay. Kenny has had knee surgery. He still managed to kick Pack halfway across that ring. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen if you don't do your PT, folks. So focus on your PT. Also, big congratulations to Jungle Boy. Should have picked him. Didn't pick him before, but if I had if I had looked a little bit closer on everyone who was participating in that event, uh-huh. should have picked him. He's an amazing wrestler, an amazing talent, and I think he deserves this title shot. Does he deserve the title? I'm afraid not. I don't think wow. I don't think after a match like we saw a double or nothing, Kenny's going to relinquish his title to Jungle Boy at this point in time. But I do think he's in the right position. I want to see him in these title shot positions and maybe somewhere down the line once Kenny's passed on one of his many belts to someone else. I think it's good. But for now, I'm just excited to see the match. Sheesh. I know people say that Nick Jackson's the best hot tag in the business. I think it might be James Willems. That's, man, James's hot Ooh. tags are really something. What a sight wow. to behold. I can't tell uh, if really I'm a face crazy. or a heel, honestly. I, the line neither, has at this blurred point, neither can I. for me. Oof, boy, <laughs> real, real tweener status. Yeah. This is rough. Well, guys, that's double or nothing. There was a lot more. Go you go get the show. If you have not watched it, man, it's worth your time. Watch, uh, Watch uh, Scorpio Sky Suplex Sting onto a uh, like uh, just the entrance ramp, and then yeah. don't match. worry about what happens after that part. Just that's <laughs> that's the match of the night. Yeah, match yeah. of the night. Hell yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, that that'll do it for me. We should move on because we don't have a lot of time. Okay, goodbye. Bye, Eric. Speaking well, so, of time, yeah, games, yeah, speaking of time, yeah. You know tell me, you know, do you know what time it is? I think I do, but that's only because I saw the rundown for the show before oh. we began. Okay. Well, then, let's mm-hmm. get right to it. I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. What it do, baby? <laughs> Man, whole lot going on. Mm-hmm. Whole lot going on. This weekend, as I'm shaking here, uh, Mayweather and uh, Logan Paul going at it on pay-per-view. And, and apparently, the rules have been released, and you have them? They, the rules have been released, and I want to get your thoughts on some of these. Um, and so here are the official rules, according to Bleacher Report. Number one, no winner or judges. Interesting. Okay. KOs are allowed. So this is like a, a, a Eric had a term for it. What is it? Lights out fight yeah, or something so, like that. So, so basically, the only mm-hmm. way to win this match is by mm-hmm. knockout. Yes. Because there's no judges yep. means no decision. Yep. Uh, there's no winner, but mm-hmm. knockouts are allowed. So this, this fight is encouraging a knockout. Very interesting. We, the audience, shall decide who wins by looking at the person face down on the mat and saying, you have lost. Um, so, so no winner or judges. KOs are allowed. Eight three-minute rounds. A lot of rounds. 
It's a lot of it's rounds. A lot of rounds. A lot of rounds for an exhibition. That's almost mm-hmm. a, a professional fight, a professional non-title fight. It's ten rounds. So we're gonna. I feel like just talking about it. Even if we get into those upper rounds, I don't know too much about boxing. You know way more than I do. But like, I would say someone like Logan Paul, who who we've seen can throw a heavy punch, right? And like knock guys out. We don't know. We still don't yet know whether or not he can box. Which is to say where you are when you're in round six, seven, eight, right? And you're getting right. gassed. Yeah. So if it even goes to that point, well, that'll be interesting to see. Um, 12 ounce gloves, no headgear. 12 ounce gloves, no headgear. Okay. All right. I think 12 ounce gloves is, uh, I think that's a bigger glove than normal. Don't, uh, I mean, obviously there's no weight for the, there's no weight class, I imagine, for this fight. I think a regular welterweight would be, 10 ounce so, gloves or, or or maybe eight ounce gloves the the like only that. weight stipulation here is the final rule which it says 190 pound weight limit for paul okay that so makes he sense. can't weigh more I than mean, 190 pounds yeah well mayweather's going to probably come into the fight uh at the highest if he's out of shape 160 if he's in shape maybe 150 so mm-hmm. uh yeah and logan paul's a big guy so i imagine yeah putting a weight uh, 190 pound weight limit on it's like, okay, we're not going to let you outweigh him more than 30 pounds at the, you mm-hmm. know, so that makes sense. Okay. All right. So, um, so those, those are the stipulations. What are your thoughts? Interesting rule. Again, you know, uh, I, 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 a lot of this comes down to how entertaining this is going to be. How mm-hmm. serious is Mayweather taking this fight? Uh, he did an exhibition fight against a much smaller opponent in Japan a year or two ago. He did mm-hmm. not take that fight serious. I mean, he didn't need to. He ended up knocking mm-hmm. the guy out. Uh, but you know, he came in very out of shape. Uh, I can't imagine he's taking this Logan Paul fight too serious. Logan Paul has maybe one professional fight or amateur fight, something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, personally, I would rather see Mayweather, um, today fight Chris Paul because I need a little bit of help in this Lakers series. I know I'm pivoting. Okay, uh, we yeah, get back, yeah. we, we could get back to Mayweather and Paul in a moment if you want to make a point, but I need a little bit of help. The Lakers are down in the series, three two. We are on mm-hmm. the face of, of we're we're on the verge of elimination. Uh, if we and the, and game game six is tonight. This is it. This is win or go home. I mean, we are yeah. going to be at home, but this is this is when we go to Phoenix for game seven. Anything can happen in a game seven, or it's over, and we may not even have Anthony Davis. So if we can get an exhibition between Mayweather and Chris Paul happening sometime this afternoon. That might help us a little bit. So that's what I would rather see. What about you? What are your thoughts on Mayweather, Paul? And um, how bad are you cheering for the Lakers tonight? <laughs> well, uh, with 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 the Paul thing, I'm I'm genuinely curious because it does feel like this is set up. Like he can't win this, right? Like there's no way he could win this. And I can't believe that Floyd Mayweather, would, like while he may not be training for this the way he would have trained for a professional fight back when he was in his prime or whatever, like I can't imagine he wants to be like, Oh no, this guy went all eight rounds with me. And then it was a no decision or whatever like that. I feel like he must want to knock his ass out. Um, so I, I mean, I'd love to see it personally. Um, but, uh, as far as the Lakers go, I just think it's very interesting. Cause you only a few weeks ago said now is the time to start watching and start getting invested in the Lakers and this sport as a whole. And I'm just a little worried because you seem a little worried. So, you know, is this still the, is this still the time for me to get involved? Oh, I'm nervous. I, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm definitely nervous. We are on the verge of elimination. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's definitely still time, but you know, I'll tell you, if you jump on tonight, it might be the final night, <laughs> but Hey, uh-huh. at the same time, you know, it, the odds, are not in our favor for winning a championship this year. So there's going to be a lot of people that are already jumping off the bandwagon, moving Mm. on to other teams. Everyone wants to be a Brooklyn fan now and stuff like that. So this is still a great time to jump on board of a losing Lakers team because we are going to rebuild this summer. We are not going to just take this L, whether it be in the first Mm -hmm. round, second round, third round, whatever it is. We're not going to just take this L. We are going to rebuild. We're going to come back stronger. And so you should get in on the ground floor. Because next year is going to be special. Oh, bumped my table here. Back to but, uh, go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say, I was gonna say, by rebuilding, you mean getting more players on the team that already has one of the greatest basketball players of all time on it. The problem is, well, first of all, it's been help. Um, okay, 
you know, uh, like it was the shortest off in a season in American team sports history. Mm-hmm. Uh, our two best players, Anthony Davis and LeBron James, in a 72-game season missed a combined 60 games. And that's mm-hmm. why we almost missed the playoffs completely. I mean, injuries have been... That's really the only problem with this team is injuries. Uh, mm-hmm. At the same time, the team is top-heavy. We uh, Our best players who are hurt are our best players. The, everybody else are just complementary players, and they are mm-hmm. not even playing up to their potential right now. I mean, they are playing... We got blown out by 30 points the other night. I mean, it was just an embarrassment. Uh, so I think what we're going to do is we're going to rearrange some of these pieces around Anthony Davis and LeBron James and come mm-hmm. back better next year, I hope. Uh, as far as Logan Paul and, and, and Mayweather goes, just one last point on that before we move on. Um, I don't think Floyd has taken the fight serious. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, odds are Mayweather will win this fight. I don't know if he's going to knock him out because Logan Paul is very, very big. Mayweather's going to have to punch up to get to him because Logan Paul is about six foot something. Mayweather's mm-hmm. five eight. Uh, so you're not going to have much. Mayweather's not a, a power puncher. Mm-hmm. You know, anyway, these days, and and that was even when he was actively fighting. Now he's forty something years old. And he doesn't actively fight. But even if you are a power puncher, you're going to lose something punching up. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I imagine he'll probably go to the body a lot. Uh, but you know, if you you got two fists, you got a chance. And so, mm-hmm. Logan Paul, could he potentially catch a forty something year old Mayweather that doesn't fight and is you know might get clipped on the chin? It's possible. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely, it's possible. Is it is it probable? No, but it's possible. So that's there is some interest uh, heading into that. Um, and speaking of interest, mm-hmm. dark side of the ring. I'm very interested in tonight's episode. I believe it's tonight. Uh, Grizzly Smith's family, which is whew, just the previews I've watched and, and the little things mm-hmm. I know. Uh, this is going to be a, a very powerful, uh, difficult. Like For people that don't know, Grizzly Smith is Jake Snake Roberts' dad. He's got some other family in the business. It's going to be a tough watch, I think, and especially knowing mm-hmm. Jake. Uh, it's going to be a little bit rough. But apparently you just watched um, the Jimmy Snuka episode. Is that correct? Yes. Yes, the Jimmy Snuka episode. Yeah. I mean, it's great. Every single episode is fantastic. Like, whether or not it's something that I'm intimately familiar with, like the Macho Man episode um, or the Benoit two-parter, Eddie Guerrero, like, these are things that I'm very familiar with. And so I'm like, oh, yeah, I was there doing this. Um, or if it's something that I wasn't really like the Von Eriks, like I remember them, but it was, that was like kind of before I was old enough to comprehend truly wrestling and stuff. Snuka is like kind of an interesting, interesting combo because like, I totally remember him being there. And then I also remember the resurgence more recently of, uh, of the, the murder, you know, trial and accusations and stuff like that. And I just really like how they do their damnedest to get closure, right? Like the show doesn't necessarily try and like uh, just sensationalize this and just say like, this is what's going on or whatever. It like they proactively try and like find closure for some of the participants involved, even if that's impossible because he's dead. Um, and uh, and he, the the family of the victim uh they like they what can they do like they've been trying to do this for 30 years 40 years maybe and so it's like how much how much more that can they fight for it but they do still actively try and like investigate and stuff and it's just it's always it's always an interesting documentary i i have recommended to a lot of people who don't necessarily care about wrestling but enjoy true crime or anything of the like any sort of documentary that like really takes a lot of care with its subject matter and so i'm loving it every single one i'm 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 eating it up very good point, actually. I, I'm a big fan of true crime, and I never actually made that connection that this episode really is a true crime episode. So that's uh, very, very interesting. I think a lot of people, like you said, that aren't even wrestling fans could enjoy it. So, yeah, make yeah. sure everybody uh, checks out Dark Side of the Ring tonight, every yep. Thursday. Yeah, yep. that was a good one. But on to uh, maybe a little bit lighter note. I don't think... Uh, I don't think uh, the fashion sense of the 80s, the dark side of the ring 80s, really holds up as well as it does anymore. But we have learned about what does hold up right now from our guest on the run-in this week, Leo Chan. If you've been watching this show, you know I love fashion, I love style, I love sneakers. 
and there's nothing better than looking good when you roll out on the town. But I can't do it on my own. Everyone needs a little inspo, and that brings us to today's guest, one of my inspirations. I love having him here. His name is Leo Chan. He's Levitate Style. Leo, thank you for being on the show today. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited for the show. I, I'm I'm super excited, excited to have you on as well because, so Leo, the interesting thing about this dynamic on the show is that I generally look to Sky for like, oh, what is, what is good fashion? What is someone with a lot of style um, like look and act like? And he said before we started recording that like, you, Leo, are what he looks to. So the fact that I am two steps removed from all of that is like going to be really fun for me on this. I'm excited to learn. Oh, man. <laughs> this is cool. I'm excited. So, yeah, we'll get into it. I actually uh, discovered you, I believe, on YouTube uh, over a year ago. It was definitely before the pandemic. And I'm someone that uh, will just often search YouTube and like, hey, how do I wear this or how do I wear that? And, um, you know, you, you obviously got a really cool YouTube page for it. We'll have to make sure we get a link up for anyone that wants to check it out. You do a lot of like shop haul videos that are great. But for anyone that may not know who you are, um, let's uh, let's get into a little bit of your background. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, of course. I mean, number one, I'm very, uh, it's very, uh, it's such a big honor. It's really cool that you found me on YouTube because that's actually like my second channel. Uh, like my main channel, my main social media is my Instagram page and my blog. Um, but yeah, a quick backstory on me. I am an immigrant. I was born and raised in Hong Kong, moved to New York City with my family when I was 10 years old. And so growing up in New York City, you know, in New York City is all about fashion and style and sneakers. So that's the early on influence for me when it came to like street style. And then uh, long story short, I wanted to make my parents proud. So I studied accounting and I actually started my career in finance first. So I worked at Morgan Stanley and Barclays, but I've always loved photography, style and traveling. And so when I realized that Instagram and blogs and YouTube was becoming a big thing and influencers was becoming a thing, that's when my girlfriend and I decided to start Levitate Style together as a creative side hustle. So really just taking photos of my outfits and really trying to inspire others, inspire the next generation to dress better, to feel better about themselves. And also, especially for me as an immigrant and minority to really have that representation that I didn't see growing up. I, I'm just curious because like it obviously you said it was like a side hustle, but I mean, looking through your Instagram or whatever, they, like these are modeling photos like these 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 feel like fully fledged shoots and and like they belong in fold out magazines and stuff like these are like you're and i'm talking about like your look your style and just like the whole photo composition it's so wild to me that this was just like kind of a hobby of yours considering how proficient you are at it oh thank you i mean yeah it's just been years and years of practice makes perfect and the more you're doing it, the better you get at it. Um, and, you know, if you look at my Instagram five years ago, there's definitely be like, like my style was definitely very different back then. Um, back then, I think it was mm -hmm. way more suits and way more like corporate finance because I was still working at the bank. Um, but I think over mm -hmm. the years, my personal style just kept changing and growing. Uh, and at the same time, just trying to be better and better at photography and better and better at influencer you know as a job was like was fashion and style something you were always interested in like did or was there ever a time like i have you know pictures that i'll look back at and and i'll have outfits and i'm like who what was i thinking back in, <laughs> you know 2002 or whatever <laughs> it's like do you have those photos where you look back and you're like what the hell was i doing or was it always something that you were always working at oh yeah de definitely definitely like when i look back i think like when i was a teenager there was a lot of um street style outfits i i think like Back in the day, if you remember, there was like the oversized NBA jerseys and the oversized jeans. And of course, you got to finish it off with some sneakers. For me, fashion has always been a way to fit in. Um, you know, as an immigrant growing up in New York City, you know, I didn't speak the language right away. But fashion, you know, everyone has their own sense of style. And that's also like the first thing people see 
when they meet someone. And I think fashion is really such a powerful thing. Um, it is your image. It is your way presenting yourself to the world. So establishing that like first impression and also like how do you fit in, right? Like how, how do you hang out with the cool kids? So you kind of dressed apart or as I got more into like basketball, um, into NBA and then seeing how the stars like Kobe and Shaq and all those guys, like what they wear, then I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. Maybe I can pull that off too. Uh, I think that was like early on fashion for me. I the little that I know about fashion and and inspiration and stuff like that. Um, I know that things come in trends, like there are styles that come and they and they go. And sometimes you'll see and be like, I can't believe that's taking off. But it does feel like what you do is very much your own voice. Do you do you pull inspiration? What like you mentioned NBA players and stuff like that. But are there other places where you pull inspiration from for when you're putting yourself together? Yeah, I, I think early on, it was just a lot of like looking at GQ magazine, of course. That's definitely a big go-to place for a lot of people, um, looking at what the celebrities are wearing. Um, I, I think like when you look at kind of like the normal brands like J Crew, um, H&M, um, they kind of always have the same like men's style kind of outfits year after year. So then after a while, it's like, how can I stand out from a room full of navy suits right or how, how can i stand out from all these people that i see at events and so i think like it's just really cool to see how nba athletes are mixing fashion they're mixing high-end fashion designer brands but at the same time with uh sneakers like jordan sneakers nike sneakers so it's really that like high low balance and uh, i just love how they can pull that off and i think like it's challenging for me at the same time so, oh like I didn't ever think to put these two together, but it, it works. And I think like, that's why people like some of my style and, and my page, because I don't just do suits. I don't just do sneakers, but I try to mix and match both. Cause I think a lot of guys in our generation grew up with sneakers, but they feel like, oh, sneakers is such a teenager thing. It's a, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's yeah. a phase, right? But style does evolve like you can definitely wear it still if you love it and you can wear it in a more sophisticated more elevated way that is something that really really drew me to your page and your instagram was the blending of those two worlds of high fashion and sneakers i love sneakers i'm a total sneaker head and uh you know i followed other influencers and they'll have some super dope dope outfits but it was always the very uh, simple, like white sneaker, like the uh, Stan Smith, which is great, love that, or something like a dressy type of Chelsea boot or something like that. And I love that style as well. I think leave that to go to, but to be able to put on like a Versace shirt, uh, Versace pullover, <laughs> and some Air Force Ones and make it yeah. work, like how do you like? What goes into that process of like, hey, I want to take these Jordans or whatever they are, and I want to put them with this piece. How do you how do you blend those two? But normally I like to start with the sneaker. I, I think like the sneaker is like the main piece. So I, I think most outfits, if you do too much, it's going to look like a platter of like too much food. It's just like a mix of different foods. It's a little too messy too much. So I think like sneakers should be your like main dish, right? So focus on that and then build your outfit around that. So making sure like the colors and the different pieces, it's not too clashing. Um, you don't want to have too much baggy stuff. I know baggy is a big trend right now. So I don't like to do like baggy shirt and baggy jeans because then <laughs> you just look so much bigger. So I, 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 I like mm -hmm. to mix different fits and then different colors um, to go with the sneaker. The main dish is a great way of describing it. One of the ways I would describe it uh, is uh, it's like a wrestling card or a fight card when you're putting mm. the outfit together. You've got your you've got your main event, and everything else is just like the undercard, right? Is that kind of on point with what you're saying? Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like that a lot. That that's really good. So for those of us that are so far removed, like I get what you're saying about starting with a piece and then yeah. building around that piece. But for those of us that theoretically, hypothetically, maybe have mm -hmm. a pair of sneakers in their closet and New Balance or something that may or may not have been in a motor motorcycle accident with them and are torn <laughs> to shreds, but they still wear them. Um, like, what is like a good starter shoe? What is what is like the the beginner's toolkit for like getting into this world for someone that really wants to take a step into it? 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, like what Sky was saying, I think the white sneaker is a definite must. And I think nowadays there's so many brands that make them. You know, you have Converse, Vans, and then if you have more budget, you can always go for more elevated. Um, common projects are great. So white sneaker just goes with everything. You can literally wear it with a suit and uh, you can dress it up or down that that's the great thing about white sneakers and then if you know i think like the chelsea boot has kind of proven to be uh a stable a stable for any guy just because it's comfortable it's really sharp again you can dress it up or down so i i, I really like pieces that you can dress up or down because it's not just a one occasion thing and it's a very versatile piece i think for guys it's not easy for guys to just go out and shop so when they're thinking about buying pieces, they want to wear it multiple times, different ways. Um, so I think even jackets, I'm a big fan of jackets because I think jacket gives you so much structure and it could dress up a look. So I love denim jackets, leather jackets. And I think these kind of staple pieces, you can easily wear with a pair of sneakers and it'll still look really sharp. Yeah, I, I love layering stuff. Uh, it's hard to do out here in Cali because it's so damn hot a lot of the times, but... Uh, you, you know, you, you, your, your, your style is great, on point, hair is on point. I, I got to ask you a question without singling anyone out. Would you ever get a haircut intentionally too low with the idea of growing it into where you want it in maybe a month or two? Again, not pointing fingers at anyone who may be a co-host on this show, but is that something you would recommend <laughs> doing? <laughs> Which, so I too saying, am curious about this hypothetical scenario. Why? So you're you're saying purposely cutting your hair shorter and then letting it grow out? When well, again, speaking for whoever Sky is referring to, I assume <laughs> that it would be something similar to you know, <laughs> you're buying an extra month on your haircut. So you don't have to get oh, it as frequently, knowing gotcha, that you're gotcha. going to spend about three to four weeks not liking the length of your hair. Is that <laughs> normal in the world of levitate style? Is that normal behavior? Um, well, well, let, let me just say, number one, I get a haircut about every two to three weeks, especially for my sides, just because like my my hair on the side grows out so fast. And of course, mm -hmm. I'm doing a lot of shoots, so I'm always like shooting content shooting looks so i gotta look fresh um but other than that no i uh i think i want my hair the way it is like <laughs> it, it, if it's i want to cut at the length i want it but i think you could have your hair at a point where it looks good at week one to the point week four that range that you you like for for the top what about, life, i think what about month six <laughs> Do you ever get, that's the, you ever get to that? That's point? the quarantine haircut. <laughs> yeah. So actually, yeah, actually, yeah. so I do, I do want to ask, I do want to ask, cause like 2020 was a, a crazy year for many reasons, but like probably for a lot of people, uh, the biggest thing was being quarantined, trapped at home, right? Like dealing with the pandemic and being responsible, not going out and stuff. And so I guess for you personally, how did it affect kind of what you do um, did you feel, did you ever fall into the trappings that so many other people did of like, just throwing, who cares, throwing on sweatpants and, uh, and the same shirt for the fourth day in a row or whatever like that, because you're not going to see anyone, you're not going to do anything. Or do you feel like number one, you kept yourself and you just couldn't, you couldn't get to that point with yourself. You always had to be put together or number two, you found a way to, uh, live that kind of more casual listen i'm not going out tonight i know i'm not going out tonight but i still want to look good and feel good even though i'm at home kind of lifestyle well i definitely did that like i definitely just went chill um i i mm -hmm. my personality is very much work hard play hard so before the pandemic i mean we were traveling all the time we would have to go to so many events especially since we're in new york city so we're always shooting content and put on these outfits and when quarantine happened and they say oh it's a lockdown you guys just gotta stay in can't go out i'm like i'm good i'm just gonna chill i'm gonna mm -hmm. watch all the netflix uh play all the video games i never got to uh because i didn't have the time before and i'm just gonna 
live in my sweatpants. Um, and of course, like I shot, we, we shot a lot of TikTok videos at home during that time. <laughs> oh yeah. We were all doing TikTok during that time. Well, I don't know if the James were, but was it, yeah, I, it was a, it was definitely a time where I believe TikTok's numbers climbed, <laughs> but, um, yeah. you know, so there's a, there's one thing I, I would like to ask, uh, when it comes to getting into this, uh, it doesn't even need to be getting into this world, but let's just say you want uh, any, the common man wants to upgrade their look, man or woman, and they don't have a lot of money. What advice could you give to someone that has a little bit of a budget for, for mm. clothing and shoes, but they don't have you know unlimited funds to spend on them? What, what advice could you give to that person? Yeah, for sure. So I think like number one, I think Pinterest and Instagram is great just because you can find the influencer that you like, the, the style that you like to see, um, you know, just, just to have those ideas. It's really hard to just pull out outfit ideas out of nowhere. And I, I think it's nice to see clothes on a real person to see how it fits. And nowadays there's so many different influencers, so many style people out there that um, will fit your style, your height, your weight. You know, I think now we're coming to such a great point of like diversity. There's all different kinds of sizes and different race. So you can find the person that you like. So I think that's number one. Two, when it comes to budget, I think money doesn't buy you style at all. You, you can go and wear Versace head to toe and you're you, it might not look good. So it's not all about money. I think it's all about the pieces that you buy, the fit, fit is very important. And I think that's why brands like H&M, Zara, Uniqlo has done so well because the pieces and the style has that like European, has that designer look, but it fits the budget. And so you can definitely go and buy pieces from these fast fashion brand, but also highly recommend checking out like your local thrift store, secondhand store. Um, there's also online like secondhand designer stores like The Real Real because you can find some good stuff. You can find designer pieces for a lot cheaper than you ever imagined. Um, I found like jackets for like a hundred bucks and it's like a designer piece. And so that's also great for the environment because you kind of, buying recycled piece and extending that clothing life. At the same time, you're getting a good deal and you're wearing designer brands, um, really good for your budget. So that's another way to do it. We've we've barely kind of talked about wrestling. Obviously, that's the world where <laughs> Sky is bringing his expertise and stuff. I don't know. I'm, I'm just genuinely curious. Have you seen the, the tag team champs, the Young Bucks, uh, wearing their $15,000 Dior Jordans in the ring during their matches have you are you aware of this and does it does it send chills down your spine <laughs> i mean actually you saying that right now send chills down my spine right now um, <laughs> actually, did see, i actually did see the clip on the youtube channel mm -hmm. uh, but yeah that's mm -hmm. crazy those have become one of those crazy like designer sneaker grail item that anytime anybody mm -hmm. wears it it's like whoa <laughs> yeah yeah they recently were wearing the breads and uh had one of their opponents bleeding all over them <laughs> it's pretty intense damn that's crazy yeah. yeah yeah man so you know taking a, a little bit of a serious uh turn uh on the conversation because so we talked about 2020 and everything that's uh happened related to COVID 19 and one of the unfortunate things that has happened uh is the wave of 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 violence against the Asian community. And I believe you were on a show called The System uh, talking about that recently and, and um, you know, just wanted to see, get your comments on that and, and, and talk about that a little bit, obviously being uh, an Asian immigrant uh, living in uh, New York and the United States. Yeah, sure. I mean, I appreciate you guys bringing that up. Um, I mean, I think more than ever, uh, we have to kind of bring awareness to what's happening. It's just been a crazy increase amount of attacks. Um, I think in the years past, it's been maybe just verbal abuse, you know, the usual jokes like, oh, go back to China, right? Uh, it's the same. It's the same joke. It's over and over. It's years and years of that kind of jokes and name calling. But now it's taking the next level of all these crazy physical attacks. Um, 
it was mainly just in uh i think like the san francisco area but now it's in new york city and um like i mentioned i'm an immigrant i grew up in new york city i grew up in queens i went to high school in brooklyn like i grew up in new york and never have i ever felt not safe you know I, i've always felt comfortable walking around uh, i've always had a great group of diverse friends like i love new york city and so but this is like the first time ever that I'm honestly like scared walking around because in the past it's like, okay, you know, if someone's going to come up, make a joke, say something, I, I'm big enough to defend myself. But if you're talking about like, hey, they're going to hit me with something, you know, there's weapons involved, you know, it's just not safe. It's just happening everywhere, like subway on the street near Times Square. Like there's literally um, it feels like there's no no limits right now. There's no re re restriction, um, even like moms and families were attacked on the way to a anti-Asian rally. So it's just kind of crazy what's happened right now. We got to band together, man. Uh, all everybody has to do their part and chip in, and because we're we are so much better than this, and this is mm -hmm. not something that is acceptable in any way, shape, or form. And so, like I said, uh, as a country, everyone, we need to band together and stop this because uh, this is just—it's crazy. I think this is why, like, shows like this and these platforms and social media is so important because this is the kind of representation that we need to see like we all have our own platform we all have a way to show this representation that's so lacking you know like people who are doing these attacks people who are showing all this hate and you know i like to think on the bright side too it's like maybe they've never seen asians in this other way maybe they just think asians is what they have seen on tv what they've heard on the news whatever it is that they're getting this information from and i think that's why it's so important for social media and channels like this and shows like this to have that kind of representation, have that kind of diversity to change people's minds. Yeah, I was just going to add, like, it's really wonderful because you, you know, work in that influencer sphere, right? And a lot of people might just see it as, oh, well, it's because you have this sense of style and like you can you can give people tips. But I think there's another layer that I'm sure you're aware of is that you representing you yourself and and who you are and um and the people like you that like may not see that everywhere like i don't think you can just search search for something on instagram and get someone that looks like you doing the things that you do and i think it is really excellent that you can be out there influencing not just what shoes people buy but also mm -hmm. how people can view themselves you know that was that was the passion going into levitate style in the beginning you know that the creative side hustle starting as a passion of you know i love fashion i love photography i love traveling but then i realized like the purpose was representation because growing up i didn't see asian guys in tv movies magazines and so like now i realized like you can be the change that you want to see and so by having the content on my channel on youtube and instagram you know, whoever comes to the page, like, oh, wow, like I didn't I didn't think Asian guys can dress well. I didn't think Asian guys can look good or I didn't think Asian guys travel, you know, like it can change so much perception that I don't know what people had before. And I think like that's the kind of power that we all have, that we are the representation of something that maybe someone didn't see before. You know, I just I think in general, um, you know, what you're doing is is fantastic. And even just um, putting out the content that you do uh, with the style and everything, it's not about vanity. Uh, I, I think when you, and this goes across the board for anyone, when they know they look good, they feel good. You just feel better. And I learned that very, very young as a, you know, like a teenager. When I put a suit on, I felt different. I walked a little different. I had, you know, my posture was a little bit better. When you know you look good, <laughs> and you, you just feel good. And so um, I, I love the fact that you're out there uh, putting out content that's helping people feel better about themselves. Uh, one more thing before we let you go, I have to ask you about um, I know you're a Laker fan. I'm a huge Laker fan. Myself. Yes. Huge, huge Kobe fan. <laughs> um, you know, I've seen the, uh, your posts about Kobe and I, and I loved them. Uh, and I just wanted you to talk a little bit about Kobe and, uh, and what he meant to you and, mm -hmm. and how his journey inspired you. 
that's 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 always funny because um obviously i'm from new york city and so when people are talking about basketball they were always surprised i say i'm a lakers fan i'm a huge kobe fan because they're like oh you're new york you're not next fan i'm like hell no are you kidding me <laughs> they they haven't been good since i was growing up here like when when i was growing up when i started watching basketball in new york city that's when kobe and Shaq was going on their three p and when you're a kid you're watching tv you're like i'm rooting for these guys these guys are like the best so i mean it was just incredible like watching them play i remember like recording the games on the vhs uh tapes um but yeah that's that, that that's really like how i got my love from basketball watching kobe and Shaq, and then as i grew older um kobe has really just become that role model for me um kind of the same thing i was saying like representation there was no representation for me so there's no like asian role model so for me growing up i looked to somebody like kobe bryant um he was really like my role model you know i'm looking at this guy that works hard night after night he plays after injuries he talks about how when you can turn your when you can turn your passion into a job it doesn't feel like a job anymore and that really resonated with me because i was working in accounting i was working in finance but there's no like i wasn't passionate in that and i i just found that like his work ethics um you know just motivated me to want to be the best to keep pushing for something else to keep challenging myself um but yeah i mean that's i mean it's just incredible like watching kobe and you know all these years um all, all these amazing highlights all these amazing games um yeah just motivate just motivate me to the next level mamba yeah. mentality i love it this was uh this was so much fun man i i really appreciate you coming on the show you know i've, I've said it earlier you know i'm a big fan uh big follower and so i want other people to to follow you and and better themselves you know help them feel better about themselves mm -hmm. and and just uh you know follow what you're doing like i said so uh where can people find you on social media yeah thank you so much for the love uh you can find me on instagram at levitate style and also on youtube at levitate style thank you so much leo for coming on the show yeah i, I just i just i'm grateful because i again we've already touched on it but it is really great to see a different kind of representation and just for me someone who's so outside of it it doesn't feel like this is weird to say, but it doesn't feel like gatekeeping, right? Like some of the fashion world feels like you don't belong here, but that's not how your content and that's not how your influence feels. I really appreciate how welcoming it is and how it could be for anyone. And it's, it's to your own personal betterment if you feel good about yourself. I appreciate it all. And I really appreciate you coming on the show to share your perspective and your voice. Thanks for having me. Thanks, man. This episode of Wrestling with the Week is brought to you by Honey. These days, it feels like online shopping is the only shopping we really do. That's where today's sponsor, Honey, comes into play. It's the free browser extension that scours the internet for promo codes and automatically tests them when you're checking out. Honey is basically your online shopping best friend. Here's how it works. You get on your computer for free, but Honey on there, two easy clicks. Then when you're checking out in one of its over 30,000 supported sites, Honey pops up and all you have to do is click apply coupons. You just wait a few seconds as Honey scours the internet for the best deal that they can find on that site, finds a working code, boom, applies it to your cart, you get the savings. Honey has found it's over 17 million members, over $2 billion in savings, supporting all kinds of retailers from tech and gaming sites to fashion brands, even food delivery. It's simple, if you have a computer, Honey should be on it. It's free and works with whatever browser you use. You can get Honey for free today at joinhoney.com slash week. That's joinhoney.com slash W-E-E-K. So they know we sent you. Give it a try and see how much you'll save today. Thank you, Honey, for supporting today's episode. Sky. Yes, yes. Are, are you excited for what's next? I'm excited for uh, what's next. I'm very excited. We didn't get to do it last week because mm -hmm. I had to run to the airport, uh, but we are getting it in this week. So let's go ahead and bring Eric on. Mm -hmm. Hi, guys. I'm back. Hello, hey, Eric. Hi. Um, guys, here's the thing. We didn't get to do it last week because of this airport thing, but that's okay. There's still time. I want to play a game with you guys mm -hmm. that we titled Well-Versed. 
So okay. here's the thing with Wellverse. Guys, I'm fully vaccinated. I'm ready to get back into the world. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite things to do, I don't go to karaoke rooms. I go to karaoke bars. I want to yeah. sing. Yeah. I want to <laughs> sing to the world and let everyone know these incredible <laughs> vocals that I have. Uh-huh. Uh, and I have a few favorite songs, but I need you guys to tell me. I'm just going to give you some lines. I thought this would be fun. Okay. I'll give you a couple lines. I'll sing it. And yeah. then you let me know. Um, what song it's from? We're gonna start with an easy one. I think this that is sounds, one that you guys will probably. You're just get. gonna Name sing. Name is your just, buzzer. You're yeah, just. I'm gonna. You're sing just it. gonna sing a song, and we're gonna guess the song. That sounds pretty yes. easy. Okay. Yeah. All right. right. That okay. that's All easy. Right. So remember, I'm, name I'm is nervous. your buzzer. So mm-hmm. Sky, you say Sky. James, you say James. I'll mm-hmm. call on you because we have to be orderly here. Our first song. Are you guys ready? Here we yes. go. Ready. <clears throat> Then when I said, do you have a man? She tried to pretend. She said, I don't. I only have a friend. James. Sky. Ooh, James got it first. What do you okay, think? Okay, go for it. That's your singing voice? <laughs> yeah, what do you Hold mean? Hold on, that's how you sing? Yeah, what do you mean? That's how I do it at karaoke. <laughs> you get up in front of a bunch of people with a microphone yeah. and you do that? Yeah, what do you mean? Yeah, okay. that's karaoke. I love karaoke. Okay. Uh, I don't have an answer. I just wanted what? to ask that follow-up question. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. Then, Sky, do you have an answer? I could swoop in to steal this. Just a do Friend it. by Biz Marquis. Absolutely correct. Sky, mm. one point. Fantastic. Mm. See, Sky right. got it. Okay. Sky knew what it yeah. was, and he's jacked. Look, that's, yeah. too, that's incredible. Man, I, look. Okay. I tanned, and t- tanned and talented. Let's go. To be honest, wow. You you started, quote unquote, I'm doing quotation marks, singing, and I didn't hear anything after that because what I was mean? just so distracted. <laughs> that was, that's how you sing. Okay, oh, all okay, right. Okay, fine. All right, here's the next one. <laughs> yep. Because just yesterday, just, <clears throat> sorry, I get a little nervous when I do karaoke. Because <laughs> yeah. um, just yesterday, them fools tried to blast me, saw the police, and they rolled right past me. James. Yeah, James, go ahead. Okay, so I understand that this is more rap than it is singing, but I still think that when you rap, uh-huh. you can yeah. you can vocalize in some way, right? Like there's a rhythm to it. This that's had, what, this no, but just, that's what I'm yeah, no, I'm doing it. There was no rhythm. There was no it what was do you mean? there was you weren't doing anything. It was just kind of just yesterday no the, them fools tried to blast me, saw the police, and they rolled right past me. What do you mean? No, I don't think that's how it sounds in the song. Well, do you have a guess? No. I absolutely what? do not have a guess. Damn it. I feel like it's a Tupac song, but I can't remember. Ooh, tip of your tongue, tip of your tongue. Any yeah. guesses? You got five the seconds. Four. Blast three, me. Two, they roll right past one. me. Ah, I don't got it. Don't eh, all right. Guys, I can't believe you can get it. It was a good day. Ice Cube. Oh, that's right. No, it was Ice Cube. Okay. Yeah, of see? It, okay. Like, of it, I, here's the thing. My, right. I sound just like him when I sing, so it's like I okay. get it. So we got, right. more, right? we got, we got so one I, more, right? We got one more. Sky's in the lead. I'm in the lead. James can tie or yeah. Okay. Okay. Never admit to a word she say, and if she claim ah, you tell her baby no way. James. Yeah, James. That's canned heat by Jamiroquai. No, it's not canned <laughs> heat by Jamiroquai. No? Are you sure? No. It sounded yes. just like it. No, okay. I don't know. Sky. That, yes, Sky. I get knocked down by. Chumbawanga or whatever. You got what are you talking? Why would I sing those would not be songs? It's tub no, thumping. They, no, it's not tub Chumbawamba. No, that's not those. I would never sing those songs in karaoke. Tub thumping is the name of that song. I get no, the whiskey drink. I get the vodka drink. I mean, that's how that one sounds. Are you that singing one karaoke too? That was wow. Yeah. That was, songs that remind me about the good times. Songs that remind me about the better times. Never admit to a word she say, and if she claim, you tell her, baby, no way. No guesses. Uh, All right, no. guys. Tub, tub thumping by. It's not tub there. thumping. Damn okay. it! It wasn't me, Shaggy. Oh, That's you right. should have said that part. That would have been easier. Oh, if you had oh, said it wasn't oh. me. But she caught. Oh, the next Wait. part. But she hey, caught me on the counter. It wasn't me. You know what this means, right? I won. You take a tell. You turned it a W, baby. Let's nice wow. job. Look there. I I don't know what it is about games on this show, but mm-hmm. I feel like Sky can't be beat. I mean, there was that uh, one time. There was a one time. Well, yeah, but that was with Doc Samson. So like, I can't be beat, and I won't be beat. It's true. Right. Well, it's true. Anyway, I what do you guys think of my karaoke? Was it good? So bad. What? So Hang so on. bad. No. Yep. All time comment. It's song choices. No. You need to find your song choices maybe a little bit what do you better mean? than that. What I have? No, I have diversity in my song choice. Shaggy, uh, uh, Ice Cube, Biz Marquee. Like I've got guys. I'm I'm singing all the hits. Hits only. Okay. Hitsville, dude. All right. Top worst. 
All right, we got to we got to show you the door. Um, Fine. Because Fine. we're gonna get to my favorite part of the show. Uh, you know, I gotta know what's going on with my buddy James. So mm-hmm. let's get that clock on the screen, ladies and gentlemen. We are doing fifteen seconds with James. The clock is ready. James, tell us what is going on. I'm gonna see that clock. Where is it? Pop it up. There it is. Okay, so as many people know, there are a bunch of, there's a new Fast and Furious movie coming out. I have only seen the first one and the third one, but I'm going to change that. That's right. Over the course of the next several weeks, I will be watching all of the Fast and Furious. And that's all the time we have for the Fast and the Furious. Sure to have been a little bit faster and a lot less furious. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I, still don't understand. I still don't understand. He, We just did three minutes of Eric talking about his karaoke, and I got 15 seconds. I, I don't I don't I, 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 I don't sang, I don't pick the segments. I just right. I sang my songs. I didn't talk about karaoke. I sang my songs. Can we do the finish, please? Can we wrap yep. the show up? Let's wrap Let's it do up. it. Yeah. All right. Well, if you want to hear more from me about the things I'm interested in, you can, as always, find us on social media. If you want to hear more from this podcast, go to WWTWPOT, basically on everything, Instagram, Twitter. If you want to find us individually, you can find us at James Willems or Scorpio Sky, Twitter, Instagram. I think you also got a TikTok going, Sky. Yeah, baby. Scorpio Sky official. I'd be TikToking. Don't follow those fake time. accounts. They don't they don't speak. They don't speak for the Modi. Um, also, we want to make sure everybody knows that uh, starting June 3rd, Wrestling with the Week is going to go to its new home on the AEW side and the youtube.com slash AEW podcast. That's going to be the new place to find them. Uh, make sure to check it out over there. It's going to be a perfect home for the perfect content. Um, and uh, and yeah, anything else? Are we forgetting anything else for this episode? We're going uh, home. Finish. Guys, guys, home. here's the here. Here it is. Oh, I, got, right. I want I need Eric's one back. word from both of you. We've okay. been saying we've been saying a lot of stuff about Sting the last few weeks. And mm-hmm. um, I just need one word now to say about Sting and then we can uh, and then we can take it home. So give me one word that you would use to describe Sting now, if you'd like, please. I got one. Father. <laughs> <sighs> the only one that's appropriate. Showtime. Go hard or just stop. From the bottom to the top, gotta push through it all. You the one, you the one, do it all. You the one, do it all.